0: Hey, friend! Oh, Steve here,
1: and Larson, and welcome back to Going In Raw News Brief. Today, we're going to talk about the WWE putting on longer matches, the WWE wanting Dolph with shorter hair. We're going to make some completely uninformed Impact Slam anniversary predictions, and we're going to drop a preview of tonight's SmackDown. But first, Larson, yeah, when are we going to see Brock Lesnar on WWE TV again? I don't know. <laughs> oh, you
2: want real news? Okay. So, uh, you know, there have been some conflicting reports about whether Brock was originally scheduled to be uh, on this year's SummerSlam or not. But at this juncture, it seems pretty obvious that the biggest party of the summer will likely happen uh, at the PC and without Brock Lesnar, because he'll probably just stay home and do what, Steve? He's
1: going to stare at his land. Stare at his land.
2: That's what he most likes recent. to do. That's what he likes to do with his most recent uh, Wrestling Observer Newsletter. Uh, Dave Melser seems to confirm uh, that scenario and mentions that it could be a while until we see the Beast incarnate again saying, quote, Lesnar is not scheduled for this year's SummerSlam show. Uh, one of the reasons he put McIntyre so strongly, sorry, put over McIntyre so strongly was because he was not
1: coming back anytime soon. This is not shocking at all. Nobody wants to see this stuff. I mean Brock Lesnar, it like he's one of those guys who just works best in front of people. Like he's an yeah. attraction and you need the you know, him just standing there awkwardly, bouncing side to side, dancing a little bit to his music or whatever. It just doesn't work in a performance center. It's it's too you don't have... You don't have Brock Lesnar guy doing this. Yeah, exactly. You need Brock Lesnar guy if you're going to have Brock Lesnar. So this is, I mean, on one hand, the the only surprise about it is that Brock Lesnar has been Mr. SummerSlam. If you look back at SummerSlam, yeah. I think he's either main evented or been on the show at least. Like That's his, He came back in 2012, like every year, yeah. Every single yeah. year he's been at SummerSlam, and I'm pretty sure he's main evented the, like 90% of those, like the vast majority yeah, of them. He
2: might The only one have. he didn't was when it was Cena and Daniel Bryan.
1: Okay. Yeah, yeah, that sounds right. Yeah, uh, I guess that was twenty fourteen. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, this isn't this this isn't surprising given the current circumstances. WWE, they they are trying to do a little bit of belt tightening, but I kind of think that if they thought Brock Lesnar would help their horribly sagging ratings, maybe they would plunk down the money for it. But I don't know. They might just be writing this whole year off, man. I mean, the way you know uh, Melzer
2: puts it, it was like it was never in the plans to begin with. You know, and we had heard that from various places that maybe the the uh, some juncture, the original plan for SummerSlam was, uh, especially if the crowd was going to be there, was for Drew to have a rematch against Brock so he could have that moment of beating Brock mm. in front of fans. Um, but then there's been some conflicting stuff over that, whether that was Pedestal did it all, whether it was not. So, I mean, regardless,
1: yeah. it's not going to happen. You want some completely baseless speculation? Sure. I wouldn't be surprised if that wasn't if if that's true, if that was the original plan was him not to do SummerSlam regardless of fans. If at some point after Mania but before SummerSlam, they were going to get fans back, I they probably would have opened up the wallet for him to come back and it, change yeah. the plan because you're right, I think they probably would have wanted that big Drew moment. Um mm-hmm. right now the way Randy Orton is going though, it, him versus Drew makes all the sense in the world. Oh,
2: that's gonna be that's gonna be awesome. That's it's, gonna be an awesome. It's view. gonna
1: be killer, yeah. It's gonna be really good. You think they're gonna have some weird pre-film stipulation for that? Or uh yeah. Cinematic uh, stipulation I don't of some know. sort. They're starting to go a bit overboard with these cinematic matches. No way, man. I want more cinematics and I want longer matches, that's a good thing because apparently WWE does too. It's probably a good thing Larson that Brock is staying home because, according to Tom Colleyhu, WWE is looking to put on longer matches. He Brock doesn't si-
2: do longer matches. That's 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 why that's in there. <laughs>
1: yeah, he doesn't. Uh, so Tom said this during uh, a recent episode of Sports Kita's Dropkick Discussions podcast. He said there has been a mandate from WWE management recently to have longer matches. A large part of this is down to the fact that they don't have as many people as they normally would. So they have to stretch things out a little bit. It worked out, I think, about a week and a half ago on SmackDown where they just hit all the different divisions. One match for each one. and really helped keep things hyped up. But obviously they have lost a few more people since then. Raw this week was very much built around that as well. So for extreme rules, the same rule applies. The cinematic matches are apparently quite long, and there is still a chance that we see a SmackDown tag team title match added to the card. Uh, so that's uh, that's interesting stuff. I'm, I'm in favor of, you know, SmackDown a couple weeks ago, they had like three matches like mm-hmm. in a row or something that were just killer barn burner matches. They're pretty yeah. long. Uh, yeah. I, I'm, I'm a fan of that, not what we saw on SmackDown last week. No.
2: That was no, awful. No. Uh, we, we've seen this uh, several times on Raw. they will have a talking segment to, to precede a match. And between uh, the, the talking segment and the match, it'll take up like 35, 40 minutes of, of airtime between all that stuff and commercial breaks. Um, we've seen that for a couple of weeks now. Uh, I, I would not be surprised, um, uh, you know, as this report states, that continues given uh, they might be a bit shorthanded Um, between people not wanting to work, people who can't work, given everything that's going on. Um, And, uh, you know, as long as the matches are good,
1: heck yeah. Yeah, I'm all about it. Yeah. I mean, typically if they're going to put on like a 25-minute match or a 20-minute match, they're not going to do that with, you know, some like lower card guys. Usually they save that for like – I mean, you know, you look at, for example – one of the early examples of this is Aleister Black versus Apollo Crews, and it was like, whoa, wow. Yeah, wow, that's really good. They are doing this right now? Really, that's great. Mm-hmm. They typically save that stuff for that. Now, if you want to put Baron Corbin in a 25-minute match, ah! Baron versus Braun in a uh, 30-minute Iron Man match. No, no good. You know, I mean, dude, honestly, Raw, Raw needs to go down to two hours and put one hour of, like, some really snazzy, like, hey, let's look at this awesome match from the past. People like that stuff. I don't get why they don't do, like, an hour of that. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe don't contractually know. they, have, they, they have, can't.
2: That could be. But they have such a, 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 a huge archive of, of incredible wrestling.
1: Mm-hmm. I know. The
2: fact that either they they don't or, or can't use that in their broadcast stuff uh,
1: is, is kind of a bummer. Although, you know, like, FS1 has been running a bunch of old pay-per-views. It does pretty well, too. Yeah. Like, it doesn't yeah. do, like, raw numbers. <laughs> seemingly it's about to <laughs> like, if, if the, if, like if the, the trend for, continues the first Wrestlemania they showed did almost NXT numbers didn't it I think you know dude honestly I think yeah it did I think what they could do is spend in that, do like director commentary stuff you no, know like no. when they had Shawn Michaels and Razor and uh, Scott Hall uh, uh, do commentary basically they, cho- they chopped the crap out of it but they did commentary on their ladder match like, mm-hmm. dude, who wouldn't want to see that? That sounds great. You know, I know that's great. This is the perfect time to start uh, pulling that curtain back. You know what other vintage moment they should uh, go back and look at, Larson? What's that? When what's Dolph Ziggler cut his hair and uh, dyed it brown or let the bleach, like, leave his hair? I don't know how that works. Anyways, remember that weird period years ago when Dolph Ziggler had short brown hair, Larson? Vaguely. My memory might be crap for some reason. I still remember that. Well, if you've ever wondered the real reason behind this short-lived look, we're here to show... Oh, wait, no. We're here to show the world. (laughs) We're here to show the world, so come on. In an interview with Talk Talk Sport, rather, not Talk Spork, Ziggler said it was because he was told his long blonde hair was keeping him from being incredible world champion. Although I can name like a ton of long hair blonde world champions, Larson. Yeah, uh, this is what he had to say. Why don't you why don't you go ahead and do your be- best Dolph Ziggler?
2: I'm here to show the world one time a long time ago I was told the reason I am not a cre- I'm not credible for world championships, this is ten years ago, maybe longer, whatever, the reason I'm not credible enough to be winning world championships is because of my hair. Not because I got beat up or sorry, I get beat up. Not that I lose every match, not that I don't talk. It was because of my blonde hair. So it got cut short and dyed black, and I was serious. I went out there and beat the hell out of Santito, and it was the dumbest thing I've ever done. I didn't want to do it. I said, this isn't me. We could find a way to introduce more of my shooting background of things. Nope. That's what they wanted, the haircut. Then after three weeks, they said, uh, our bad. Uh, sometimes people don't see it. How about I just beat, up, beat some people up sometimes or won a couple matches or talked? Or talk like I know I am right now and defend myself and say, hey, I should be out there tying people in knots, winning world titles, getting on the microphone, hopping on a jet, doing a press conference and strutting away with Ric Flair. And they go, yeah, but I don't know. We should just cut your hair. So I tried to get out of it as much as I could. But sadly, I guess that's the vision that they have. And you have to go with that and try and fight them every single day. And I do fight the good fight behind the scenes and in the ring every damn day.
1: Yeah, uh, I mean, with with Dolph's skill set, I mean, he was super over at one point. And, uh, you know, he had Big E and AJ Lee with him. Uh, you would think with his skill set, with the way he sells, he's always kind of been perpetual high-profile enhancement guy, you know? Like, yeah. he won the world championship, but I guess because of concussion issues or whatever, like, they took it back off him after, like, a month. Uh, he had that amazing cash in that everybody loved. Oh man. That was incredible. And, uh, and yeah, I feel like he is one of those guys that he's had, he has had an incredible career. He really, anybody Mm -hmm. would be happy to have Dolph's career, you know, at all, but you, you gotta wonder, like he never really hit his ceiling. Like his ceiling was pretty high up there and they could have gone any number of ways with him. And I wonder if any of it might've been sort of, uh, analysis paralysis if you will like well this guy has a, a really sort of varied skill set what do we do with him
2: yeah i mean we've very rarely seen him really utilize his extensive amateur
1: background i know i know i know mean, i mean imagine i mean yeah.
2: he could be he could be zach saber jr i though. was we literally
1: about to say that i know we just don't know we I don't know, know. yeah Another thing we don't know, Larson, is who's going to win at Slammiversary. We're going to do our best to uh, predict that right now. Oof, I don't, oof. <laughs> I don't think oof. I, I, I might check it out, but and I maybe I'll live tweet it, but like I'm not sure I'm going to do like a watch along thing because we can't co stream it, and I'm not sure yeah. how many of the friendos are going to get it. Like it might be me and five people just sitting yeah. here sweating on Twitch, uh, but I might check it out on my iPad. I don't know. I mean, it's it's a big wrestling thing. It's Slammiversary. So we're going to go ahead and uh, and give our predictions here. First up, uh, we've got some sort of, uh, what is this like? a, it's a gauntlet match. The gauntlet match winner oh, is, wow. is new number one contender
2: for a women's title. Okay. All right. Uh, so let's the, see. Uh, the, yeah. uh, the participants, Alicia Edwards, Havoc, Kira Hogan, Kimberly, Kylie Rae, uh, Nevea? Sure. Madison Rain, Rosemary,
1: Susie, Tasha Steels, and Taya Valkyrie. Wow. Okay. Gauntlet match, huh? Uh, let's see here. Man, you went. You went. I don't want to choose anybody. Let's see here. Uh, yeah, dude. I mean, see me like Kylie Ray's been doing like the interview rounds like big time lately. She had a she had a good one with Sean Ross Saps. She had another one with uh, Chris Van Bleet. I mean, I know you picked her already, but that's that would be my uh, pick as well, Kylie Ray. All right, Kylie Ray. You both pick Kylie
2: Ray next for the X Division title champion willie mack taking on
1: chris bay chris bay has had some interesting character developments as of late uh he's been uh uh uh, managed by uh what's that dude's name johnny swinger yeah yeah and then uh johnny swinger caught him uh talking crap about him behind his back and uh johnny swinger's like hey they're saying i'm not even allowed to, to corner you i don't even want to anymore so you're out there by yourself so, oh, wow. uh, so I don't know that might, uh, that might put the favor in Willie Mack, but I feel like Chris yeah. Bay. Yeah. like now
2: after you explain that. I kind of feel like it's, <laughs> it's Willie Mac's match to lose. That being said, uh, I know Chris Bay has wrestled out here in California. Well, so is Willie Mac, but, uh,
1: uh, Chris what? Bay. Yeah. Chris, I'll, I'm going to say Chris Bay. Bay because what better way to like, you know, get a feud going again, you know, Johnny swing. He's like, Hey, I had this champion without you. I didn't need you. Yeah, totally. uh, Yeah. And then Willie Mack, honestly, dude, let's be honest. Let's be honest. Willie Mack really should be going for that impact championship, or maybe even Moose's fake TNA championship. That's that's a situation I would will see Willie Mack in because he's great. He is great. Uh next the Rascals have an open challenge against the opponents to
2: be named later. It's got to be the Good Brothers, yeah? It's got to be the Good Brothers. They're going to show up.
1: Well, wait a yeah. second. No, no, no. Uh, oh, okay. So the North are taking on Shamrock and Callahan. All yeah. right. Uh, yeah. Unless the Good Brothers show up after that match to confront the North. They has
2: got have a match of their own. But I'll yeah. say Good Brothers. Good Brothers show up. They beat the Rascals.
1: So wait, what is this match to determine? Nothing. Nothing. This is a match to determine that the good brothers are gonna do impact now, yeah. Have a cup of coffee and impact, uh, yeah. for the fake uh TNA World Championship. Uh, we got Moose, the fake champion, versus Tommy Dreamer, the real challenger to a fake championship, I guess. Yeah, regardless, Moose is retaining. Yeah, Moose is totally gonna win this, maybe in dominant fashion. Not sure how they booked Tommy Dreamer over there.
2: I don't know either. Next, we got the North. <laughs> Your impact tag champs versus Ken Sha and Sammy Callahan. That's Did, an interesting tag team. Didn't they? They these guys were just at
1: each other's throats not that long ago. That's what I thought too. So the North are totally winning. The North have had a record setting uh tag title reign in Impact. Mm-hmm. Why is it I know so much about Impact? Oh, no, I, I don't know that watch too. It. I know that too. I don't watch it. Um and I don't see that ending although man thrown together tag teams are pretty big deal so they can't be unless they're thrown together strictly to enhance the feud between
2: them while skipping the step of actually having them be champions together you
1: man we got we gotta we gotta i'm gonna say this oh look at that we have to split at some point and nothing's on the line here i'm gonna go with shamrock and callahan all right very
2: well next for the knockouts title champion, Jordan Grace, taking on Deanna Parazzo. Oh, come on, dude. They're building up Parazzo, Parazzo so hardcore here. Oh, oh wow. Yeah, I'm,
1: I'm, I'm, I'm Jordan Grace is going to win. I don't think Deanna Parazzo is even under contract. Pfft, that doesn't matter with Impact. Everything there is a handshake deal, man. It's like, hey, here's a handshake and a hot dog. You want to do some work for us? Yeah, sure. Why not? You, do I get paid? Ah, we'll see. <laughs> we'll see.
2: No, I got Jordan Grace uh, retaining that title.
1: They're like, come on. It's good exposure. Might get to NWA. Start making some money.
2: <laughs> uh, finally, our main event, uh, uh, Ace Austin versus Eddie Edwards versus Trey versus
1: Mystery Opponent. Oh, man. It's EC3 Mystery Opponent. He's going to win. He's going to win the yeah, World Champion, dude. He is. EC3. Yeah. Ace Austin. Isn't it sad that all the biggest names in this match got themselves out of it by in various ways? <laughs> because it was supposed to be also uh, Tessa Blanchard and uh, yeah. Michael Elgin. Yeah. And uh, yeah, she uh, didn't show up, and then uh, he wasn't allowed to show up. Mm-hmm. So yeah, this is gonna be EC3, the one percent. I kind of feel like whoever whoever uh, to be announced is is gonna be champion. Are there any other possible? I mean, Heath Slater's a possibility. If yeah. Heath Slater is to be announced, he's not gonna be world champion. No, because I think it'd be someone like make like if Miro was healthy. Mm
2: -hmm. he could have been a possibility Yeah. Um, obviously EC3
1: either of those two names speaking of names we got more names on Smackdown tonight we're going to get your Smackdown preview right here AJ Styles and Matt Riddle set for Intercontinental Championship Clash this should be an instant classic Larson I hope so. Uh, Next, Bray Wyatt heads to the Firefly Funhouse ahead of the horror show at WB Extreme Rules. Oh, nice. Like a little road trip movie with uh, Bray Wyatt. That sounds cool. Yeah, yeah. Uh, And then uh, Alexa Bliss invites Mystery Guest onto a moment of bliss. Is this going to be EC3 also? I doubt it, but that'd be be an interesting surprise. He's going to talk about uh, uh, going to Impact? He's going to do a shoot interview? That'd be interesting. Who's, who's she feuding with right now? Alexa Bliss? Is she feuding with anybody? I mean, Sasha Bailey. She's sort of in that Sasha Bailey thing. Mm-hmm. This is going to be underwhelming. Anyways, <laughs> hopefully, SmackDown's good. We've got two things on here that I, I like Alexa Bliss, but I mean, I don't really know what to expect with that. It could be another karaoke showdown. Uh, the AJ match is going to be great. Bray Wyatt going mm-hmm. to Firefly Funhouse. That'll be cool. Uh, Mm -hmm. Hopefully there's going to be other cool stuff. It's only two hours. So join us tonight at twitch.tv forward slash Steven Larson. We're on the road to 500 subs over there. So maybe help us out with that uh, for our live Smackdown review right after the show. And then, uh, of course, uh, it's right after that on demand here at YouTube. Correct. Everybody for tuning in. We appreciate it till next time. We'll talk to you later. Goodbye.